Welcome to the Move the Stairs podcast by the Denver-based public relations strategist at MNC Communications. We help clients from the CBD industry to nonprofits and beyond tackle their toughest communications challenges and protect their brand using our state-of-the-art tools and strategies. I'm president and founder, Diane Mulligan. For us, public relations is all about brand protection. We are experts in growing active communities, deflecting negative public relations, and building trust to help our clients stand head and shoulders above competitors. I'm Vice President Sarah Beatty. We're all former journalists. We've been in front of the camera and behind the scenes. We call our experience insider media relations, helping clients turn crisis communications and media relations challenges into opportunities that bolster the bottom line. And I'm PR manager Jordan Sherman. At MNC, we craft distinctive and effective solutions for your communications challenges. We call it our Move the Stairs philosophy. On this podcast, we share our best ideas for brand protection, crisis communications, media relations, and more. Let's get right to it. This week's Move the Stairs podcast. We're talking about some great stuff today, right? Yeah, we're going to be talking a little bit more about brand protection. This is something that Diane and I talked about last week, what the physical tool is, you know, how we score you. And you can go back and watch that video on our YouTube channel. But today, you know, part of that is about digital listening too. And that's such an integral part of how we can look out for your company and your brand. Well, and we used, so what we're going to walk through is a really incredible example of how we used a series of digital tools, digital listening tools to help a client navigate the, um, the shutdown of COVID-19, the, their business was closed for um, a little over three months. Um, so we used um, a set of tools to navigate that closure. We used another set of tools to help them reopen their business very thoughtfully and carefully. And then we used an additional set of tools to um, earn and analyze the extensive media coverage that they got upon reopening. So what we're talking about today is this suite of really incredibly powerful tools that we use to help uh, businesses protect their brand, protect their business, protect their market share, and even um, not just protect, but grow and enhance what they're doing. So we're going to break this as we do every week. We're going to break this conversation down into mini conversations. Um, So talk us through what, you know, each of the topics that we're going to be going through real quick. Yeah, first of all, you and I are huge analytic nerds. So when we get to play with these tools, and I'm sure people who have watched these videos know that we just absolutely love the numbers. (laughs) We are nerds. But yeah, first thing we're going to do is we're going to talk to you about how you can stay on top of things, especially when it's in a rapidly changing environment like COVID is. And, you know, really quick before I move on to the next point, we we started with COVID went into closures, things are opening back up again, and now they're closing again. So it's really important to stay on top of those things. And we're going to do a deep dive into this, but I wanted to mention that right off the top. Next, we're going to walk through how you can use our digital newsroom and how we use our digital newsroom creation tool to set up pre-written press releases. And they're pre-approved by clients too. So if we have to get those out quickly to get out in front of a problem, Mm -hmm. exactly, um, we have those set ready to go, which is great. 
Yeah. Uh, nextly, is that a word? Uh, we're going to cover. <laughs> it is today. We'll talk about how we use the social media management, um, our social media management tool to maintain and strengthen and even grow our clients' uh, relationships, not only with their guests, but also their employees and team members during that COVID closure. So internal and external communication. Yeah, that's a pretty big deal, especially when you're closed for th more than three months. It's a very big deal. And media, communication with media. So we'll talk through how this um, social media communication or management tool helped manage all of these conversations and analyze these conversations as well. And lastly, which I know is a word, um, we're going to round out our discussion today about our tool called Meltwater. And this is probably Love. our flagship uh, yeah. digital listening tool. And what that really helps us do is ensure that the COVID-19 safety messaging um, we're hearing out there is what our client wants us to have out there and that people are interpreting the message in the way that they are needing it to be interpreted. And if it's not the case, then we help them adjust that message so that the yeah. right information gets out there. So we're gonna talk through all of those things. Now, just as a quick reminder, usually we're live on Fridays and so we're encouraging people to um, mm -hmm. interact and chat with us on Facebook. We're taping this a little bit ahead of time. So if you have questions, please do um, let us know. You can drop us an email. You can, um, you know, talk to us on social media. We'll answer you. Um, if you have an idea for something that you're like, oh, I really wish they'd cover XYZ, you let us know and we'll cover XYZ. So um, even though we can't be interactive today, I still want you to feel free to get in contact with us and let us know how we can help you and what, what questions we can answer. The other thing that you should know, just another bit of housekeeping, is that there's a downloadable tool, um, the brand protection uh, one sheet, which helps walk you through um, the steps that you would take to plan for a, a crisis event, to, um, you know, to make sure that your brand is protected um, and you've thought through um, the steps that you would take in case of a significant disruption and how you would protect that. So you can download that tool as well. But let's jump right into the first topic, which is what we call insider media relations. So you hear us talk about this all the time and the use of social media in this um, social media tool to stay on top of the changing environment. We use this in a couple of different ways. Yeah, no kidding. So the first one being, you know, as COVID is shutting things down and so this my is three gosh, months ago, it, it seems like three years a ago. Million years um, ago. Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. Um, but we're using social media to stay on top of what is local government saying, what is state government saying, and why is that important to our client and how may it be important to our client. And, you know, for us, that may seem like doing its due diligence, but as former journalists, we know oftentimes ahead of time what that dignitary may be speaking about. And that will, you know, save us a little bit of time when we're trying to parse out what's important, what's not important, how it may impact our client. Well, and there was different information coming from the county level and the exactly. state level. So um, it was incumbent upon us to know when those conferences were. And mm -hmm. one of the things that we are doing is we're on social media all day long. So as soon as there was an announcement that the governor was going to have a press conference, we knew when it was, what he was going to be talking about. We knew where to watch it. And then we knew who was going to be covering that um, press conference to analyze everything or provide additional context around it. So we use social media, um, you know, keep it's open on our desk all the time to 
just know what's going on. So there was a tremendous amount right in that March time frame where we were using social media just to try to stay on top of the you know fire hose of information that was coming down the pike. So um, that was really important. And it was right at about that time that we started to think about, and we'll get into this in, in, in the third topic, but how to use then social media to um, not just um, stay on top of information coming in, but look at information going out. But talk really briefly about the social media listing tool that we use, because it's really powerful, and we're going to talk about it again, but um, it helps us in a multitude of different ways. Yeah, and I'm going to get to that really quick, but if you don't have access to a paid listening tool, Twitter lists are going to be your best friend. Oh, um, man. I, yeah, uh, I wanted to touch on that first, Eric, because I think that's really important, because during his press conferences, we had our lists open, we knew which journalists were tweeting, and we knew which ones were always covering those press conferences. So it was almost like a good security blanket to have. So we could look at their tweets knowing that they're reliable sources of information, just in case there may have been something that we missed because, you know, in the stay at home, um, in my case, the dogs may have gotten into something. And in your my case, kids you know, running kids around as we all right? do. And yeah. you, were, you were homeschooling at that point in time too. So it's good to kind of have those as security blankets. But as far as the tool, that we like to use. Now, which do we want to go a sprout here or meltwater? Because we, we use both of them for listening to social media. Yeah, so maybe very quickly explain the difference between the two tools. And I think that might help people understand how we use them. That, that's probably a good idea. So sprout um, is going to be, you know, imagine when you schedule a Facebook post or now more recently a Twitter post. So what sprout allows us to do is bulk upload tweets, as well as Facebook posts for our clients. But in addition to that, any type of engagement that my, our clients would get, whether it's a Facebook message or a Twitter message or a comment or a retweet or a quote tweet, uh, we would see all of that and it conveniently kind of puts it all in one little bucket for Comes us. down in one dashboard. So you're not going from like Facebook to Twitter to Instagram and back here and which one, where did I see it? I can't, no, it's all in one dashboard. You can see it in one place. And on the other hand, we get to use Meltwater and we can actually, you know, search hashtags. And I think what's really important about that is we can actually track the sentiment of hashtags being used. So if there was a hashtag that came out um, that was, you know, positive or negative for a client, you know, we could follow that and be on top of it as we should be. Yeah. But I think to your point a minute ago, there are a number of free tools that you can use. You mm -hmm. know, it doesn't collate it quite um, as much as some of these paid tools, but like you said, Twitter lists. So for example, with this particular client, we know all of the journalists who cover this client. So mm -hmm. we can create a Twitter list just of those journalists that we know um, that we've had contact with before that we know will be covering this client, will be covering those press conferences. So we're not just looking at like all Denver journalists or all, um, you know, this particular industry journalists. We're looking at the ones who actually cover that client and we know exactly what they're saying. Free. You can do that. You can set up Twitter lists. If you don't know how to do Twitter lists, Google it. They're an amazing time-saving tool. The other free tool you can use is Google Alerts. Um, I tell people to be a little bit careful because sometimes they will come in instantly when something hits with your search term on it. Sometimes it'll take 24 hours. So one, the tools that we have give us instant alerts. We get them on our phone. We, you can set mm -hmm. them up on your computer. Like, man, we know about it. Um, but you can use free tools to keep tabs on this 
um, what's happening in the sort of digital landscape um, without uh, outlaying a bunch of money, you know, for, for some of these very robust tools. So just to recap, COVID is now starting to close things down. We're listening Again. intently to every press conference that's happening at the state and county levels, and in some case city levels, so that we can be on top of all the relevant information that we have for our clients. And now we're deep diving into our tools to make sure that the things that we are hearing out on um, press conferences are in fact what is occurring. Because you know, when you have that fire hose of information, oftentimes you make a conflicting reports. It's almost like a, a breaking news scenario at times. So we, we have to make sure that we're using these tools to um, ensure every piece of information that we are getting is in fact true and, you know, um, partition how it may be relevant to our clients. Sure. Well, and the other thing this allowed um, at, the, at, at that moment allowed us to do was to take the weight of keeping track of all this stuff off of our client. Because at that point, the client was having to furlough team members. And so they were working almost exclusively on how do we meet um, state recommendations for, for closure and mm -hmm. then furlough our team members and still make sure that they had health care and they had they were being um, taken care of as best they could. So um, it allowed the client to know that the sort of external stuff was being monitored, that they would know if there was a problem, they would know if there was something that needed to be taken care of, but they were able to take care of their team members, which was really, really critical um, element of um, internal uh, communications with their own team members at the time. So we've got a picture of, you know, here are all the tools that we used as all of this chaos is happening and the shutdown's happening and we know what's being said and who's saying it and we're tracking it and we're following it and like we got that cadence. And then we moved into, okay, now how do we control the message? And this is where we have another just incredible tool that we use um, that was um, helped us walk through some planning, and we talk about this all the time in brand protection and insider media relations, planning for how do you control the message? And I want you to talk through Presley because it's just the most amazing tool. Yeah, I really like Presley. Um, and I think a good example from this is when we had, um, you know, way back, maybe not during the closures, but post-closures when we had something pop up and we worked on a press release over the weekend. Mm -hmm. And as soon as we got the green light from press, uh, from that client to issue a press release, I mean, it was two minutes. I had everything preloaded and ready yep. to go. So that's the advantage of Presley. And, you know, what we could do is in order to, you know, control messaging and make sure that what we want to put out there on behalf of a client is readily available, you know, one click of a button, um, we can issue and write these approved dark releases and I, I it's kind of an inside baseball term so yeah explain before I, I deep dive into presley a dark release would be a press release that um we brainstorm on behalf of a client you know something that may pop up um with covid19 i i think anybody would you know ha at least have a statement prepared that uh if their business was being forced to close because of covid19 or if they had um team members or staff employees uh, test positive for COVID-19, all things are kind of at the forefront of your mind. You've got those drawn up already. So that in the event that happens, you can, with one click of a button, have that 
press release that you've already preloaded into Presley ready to be sent off to the journalists that you know are covering your client because you followed them using those tools. I know it's a little confusing. It, it's a lot. Well, I know. So I just wanted for anybody who hasn't seen what these digital newsrooms look like, it's mm -hmm. um, so this tool creates a digital newsroom. So it lives online. It, the, all of your press releases live there. You can load up photos. You can um, you know load up all this information and background so the media can get at it anytime. Um, but it also creates a digital release. Now you can publish them dark, which is what we're saying. So these were um, living digitally, but not pushed out yet, not visible to anyone except for us on the back end. And we were able to um, put together some press releases about, you know, here's what we're doing to um, uh, make you as safe as possible in this location because of COVID. Here are the safety precautions that we're taking. Here are the... Um, uh, to, you know, the, the actions that we're taking to help our team members. Here's what we're doing to make this um, a better situation. And so all of this information was loaded up in basically unpublished or draft form. And then when, when we knew that we had to respond to something or drop a release, it was very easy to update that, modify it, add in. Now, this is the really cool thing about Presley. You can add in photos. You can add in video links. You can even add in um, social links. So had there been something really wonderful that we wanted to share from the social feeds, you can drop in those social feeds. And you know, when journalists get this in their inbox, it's not another sort of black and white uh, email and it's definitely not an email with an attachment that we know they won't click on. Mm -hmm. So it drops in with photos, with video. It's customized to each um, member of the media. It has exactly what they need. So we know that folks with radio are going to use sound. So we customize it for what they need. We know that all of the TV folks are going to need um, video and they're going to need it in a different format. So, you know, we're able to customize and send out the content that the media um, need most. And we can use that language for media um, so that they know that we're providing great content, great information, and they can trust what we're doing. And that's, that's really what, we're, what we mean by insider media relations. You and I are, are former journalists, as is Diane. And that's um, what, what we're doing, that's experience in insider media relations that we're putting to use when we're outreaching to, to our colleagues in the media. And you know, 95% of the time, you're not gonna issue those releases, mm -hmm. but it's that peace of mind that those are ready to go, especially when you have to get a message out and you're thinking ahead and you have that message pre-planned and you have the photos loaded up and you have any B-roll, B-roll is just video uh, to send along with it, that you know, with us, it's one click of a button and it's out. And right. you know, you're protected. And that, again, falls under the umbrella of brand protection. And that's you know, something we're always thinking about here, trying to be two steps ahead of anything that may uh, be out there to harm your business or your brand. And that's such a good point because um, right after the business um, that we were working with closed, mm -hmm. like when things sort of calmed down just a little bit, now we're sitting around going, okay, how long is this going to take? Right. Well, that's when we kicked into gear and we walked through what kind of dark releases are you going to need? What mm -hmm. kinds of, um, 
you know, information do we need to have at our fingertips? What approval process does it need to go through? Because it did get more extensive than our regular press releases on behalf of this client um, because of various reasons. So um, we had that, you know, when you have that moment to breathe, that's the moment to get to work. That's really the, the root of brand protection is, you know, once you, you get done with that initial shock, use that time that you've got to start planning ahead and making sure my ducks are in row. And that's, you know, all part of the plan that you know, we worked with this particular client to roll out. So in addition to the press releases, there was this kind of void that was going to be left empty, which was social media at the time. And we all know how, how very important social media and how, how great of a tool it can be uh, to get messaging out there, whether you are a business like MNC Communications or you're a, another business who you know, welcomes guests and customers into their space. And if you just disappear for three months at a time, right. I, I mean, it really diminishes your brand, which you may have worked years to build. And that was exactly the case. And I think that it's an important um, thing to think about here that, you know, most of us are thinking about social media when we think about the, the rah-rah, you know, like, hey, yeah. I'm going to show this new thing, or here's this fun, goofy, you know, event, or you know, here's team members doing something cool. Like we always think about it in terms of how would you showcase something positive? This was a case where we jumped in to help um, this client use their social media channels that they had developed and built over a, a number of years and had done a great job. Um, and we started to help them use these tools to manage their message when things were not going well, not because of the client, but because of this mandated shutdown. And so we used it um, for not only um, external communications, which is how we all think of, of social media, it's going out to mm -hmm. the world. We used it for media relations and we used it for internal communications. I want you to talk about how you did that. Yeah, so here's the thing about furlough. If you're on furlough, technically you're not supposed to be speaking to your, you know, your um, place of employment. Right. It's just how the labor laws work. So Facebook was a really great kind of intermediary tool through us to pass along that critical internal communications in real time. Because, um, you know, what did we do when we were sitting home during the closures? We were on, we're on phones, yeah, all the time. So uh, it was a great medium to use to pass along some of that critical information, especially as we got closer to the reopening. But even prior to that, just checking in, hey, how are you doing? How are you feeling? And let me tell you, moderating that group, it was incredible to see the camaraderie, yeah, that that some of that uh, that staff had. Um, that was really inspiring. And, you know, as much divisiveness as we happen to see on social media in 2020, um, when you get down to the root of it and you get into some of the smaller, more granular groups like that, uh, it's really people helping one another and lifting one another up. And let me tell you, it just per from personally, that was really cool being a part of that. Yeah. And we should be really clear. We were not passing along uh HR information. Correct. We were not passing along reopening information. We, you know, this was not a conduit of um, business communication. This was a conduit of community. This yes. was putting together a group to say, we all work together and we were all in this together as we've been hearing. And, you know, and 
you know, so you set up theme days. So it was like, you know, hey, what, what are you cooking? And, you know, <laughs> show me your critters, your dogs and your cats and how you doing? And so you, you did a theme, you know, for every day to just help people have something to look forward to, to stay connected with their team members, to feel like they were part of their work community, even though they, you know, they weren't there. Right. I mean, we know, I mean, you, you get into a position, uh, a career, and you work with people for a number of years, and all of a sudden, you don't see them, and you realize that, you know, they're not just coworkers, they're friends, and they're good friends at that, because you see them every day. And in some cases, you see them more times out of the week than you may see your significant other or your spouse. So um, when you, you move away from that, it can and have... Um, kind of a detrimental psychological effect. So it was nice to act as that conduit to uh, help bring these people back together in a positive uh, environment. That was really neat. Sure. And that was just internally. I mean, that externally. was internal. Now talk <laughs> about, because you make such a good point, and we talk about this all the time, consistency. And I don't know if people really, I mean, it's, it's a really simple concept, but it is not simple in execution and especially when there's disruption to the extent that we had and you were responsible for maintaining the consistency of posting across three of their platforms social media platforms for three months while they were closed down how do you how do you fill three months of social media content when literally nothing is happening well we're, we're going back to before the shutdown um, when everything closed, we were mindful of this and, you know, credit to Diane, who was, I remember her saying things are going to close and it's going to be at a rapid pace. And I remember hearing this from her and just, no, you're crazy. There's no way this is going to happen. You know why? Because that's nothing we've ever seen before. Right. It's nothing I've ever seen before in my lifetime. Mm -hmm. And she was ahead of it. And she yeah. said, you know, this is going to happen. What can we do to prepare you for that? And, you know, obviously we sprung into action and, and we worked with this client to come up with a plan to say, okay, if a closure is put into place, we have to keep the cadence going on social media because this is going to be a, a good opportunity to not only um, separate your brand, but also let people know that, hey, you're still there for them because if things close, they may be looking to you for that little piece of joy that they may have in an otherwise right. really difficult time. Jordan, you, uh, we've talked about theme, you know, creating a theme in a content map. And again, we're a little bit inside baseball. So help walk us through what's a content map and what kind of themes are we talking? Sarah, content map would be literally just a, imagine a little desk calendar that you have. And each day of the week, you would have a theme across all the weeks of that particular month. So what we did with this particular client is every day got a theme and every day we put out some sort of pre-produced picture or video or interview or something along those lines so that we're engaging people because everyone during the closures, even us included, and you know, thankfully we, we didn't have to be furloughed, very thankful for that, but your lives are still turned upside down. So people who may have gone to this particular client's social media channels for that one little piece of you know, joy, 
uh, in a normal time would still see that they have a constant cadence and a constant voice during the shutdowns. And, you know, to have that is pretty important where a lot of businesses didn't, this particular client did. Well, and I was going to say, so, um, you know, that old saying, never let a good crisis go to, ra- go to waste. Is that Rahm Emanuel, I think. <laughs> but that, so in this case, this client is one of, you know, a dozen in the same industry and, um, you know, very few other similar clients, similar um, businesses in that industry maintain social media during closure. So, um, you know, what happens is if you are there every day, if, if, if I see, you know, you, this business crop up in my feed every single morning when I roll over and I grab my phone and I flip it on to Facebook and I say, who's there? And boom, there's the same business every single day. And I'm like, oh yeah, there they are again. And that's what happened in this case. This, this, um, there, you know, the, the silence from the other similar businesses in the same industry, um, allowed the opportunity for this client to, you know, sort of rise to the level of being noticed because they were there and they were there consistently every single day for three months, you know, with positive, upbeat, um, you know, interesting, funny, uh, supportive social media content on three different channels. So in anywhere that you were flipping around on social media, you ran into this client's message. And I think what's important to note here is you brought up a good point uh, where this uh, this particular client had a very steady voice throughout the entire uh, closure period. And we could measure that. And we use Sprout to measure that. And uh, some of the numbers, the social media analytics that we get pulled from Sprout for that entire period were just mind blowing. And I think a lot of that, Sarah, had to do because they may have been, uh, at least for a good chunk of that time, the only voice that was occupying that particular space. You may have had other people um, that would usually frequent uh, competitor social media channels come over to their social media channels right. to see what, what was going on right. because they, st- they had this constant voice going out there. And that really, um, at least percentage-wise, compared to what was occurring during that three-month period where they were closed prior to that was astronomical. Like you would think that the numbers would go down. The numbers were through the roof. No, it was, they were eye-popping numbers. And that's, so that's another benefit of one of these tools. And Sprout Social is, um, you know, it's, it's not an inexpensive tool, but man, the depth of data and you can see what, what fires people up on social media. You can see what they respond to. You can see how they respond. You can respond back to them. So it's a really powerful, flexible tool that we use to be able to um, drive that engagement and measure that engagement. Now, the other thing that, that we did, and this is kind of with that dashboard, um, is, you know, all of this social media content created an opportunity to continuously engage with our media partners. So again, this list, you know, like I said, that, that list of uh, journalists that we know would cover it, you know, they're not going to engage often, you know, but they're going to notice. And so we would, you know, we would get little pings from them like, Oh, Hey, 
you know, what's going on up there? Do you have any data on when you might reopen or what's happening or, um, you know, how is this affecting your business or whatever? And so we'd get these little, every now and again, little pings from media. And we were able to use Sprout to know when you get a ping from media because when you get a ping from media, you need to respond quickly. Yes. Like they, you know, they're on, on social media almost 24 seven. And so, you know, if you don't respond, you are missing an opportunity to rise to the level of attention of a potential media colleague. And I think what's neat too is you know, during that time period, as there's a consistent amount of um, social media posts still going out where nobody else is, right. every now and again, um, you know, they're going to like your post. They're going to comment on your posts um, in, in an environment where everyone was trying to lift everyone else up. Um, it, was, it was a great opportunity for this client to occupy that space and say, hey, we're doing our part too. Yeah. Because we may be closed, but you know, we're still thinking about you know, people who would come and see us. We're still thinking about the people who work for us. And I think that was really important and, you know, how we worked with them to get that steady cadence out really did help, um, you know, get that message across. Right. So, so far in this discussion, we have talked about using our um, insider media relations experience and the use of social media. So we use Sprout Social um, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, to stay on top of this changing environment. We have talked about how we used um, our digital uh, newsroom creation tools, Presley, to um, make sure that we were ready to go with, with dark messages, um, messages that were pre-written, pre-approved, had most of the information that we knew we were gonna have to send out at some point that just needed to be quickly updated and then um, sent and delivered to our media colleagues with the materials that they needed, whether it was sound for radio, B-roll for TV, video, um, you know, or, or still photos for um, our newspaper or print partners. So we've also talked about um, Meltwater. Um, so how we use this incredibly powerful tool um, in combination with Sprout to just keep track of what was going on and then measure um, using social media, how we communicate with internal partners, external partners, media partners. So we've kind of talked about all of the tools and Meltwater is really this crown jewel of, of brand protection. And it's, it's sort of hard to explain until you see it, but when you do see it, it's just like, wowza. But it's a really powerful digital listening tool now I want you to explain how you put that to work to um, measure media coverage, report on media coverage, and analyze media coverage. Oh man, I don't know if we have enough time for this. this oh, sure we do. Be like a, a, a bang, <laughs> knock it out. A dissertation right here. <laughs> <laughs> but the crux of Meltwater is you know, we use it to set up a dashboard for every client, and what we can do is we can search particular words that may pop up um, either in a online news articles in broadcast that includes radio and television so that in real time we can measure what type of message is being discussed about our clients and we'll use meltwater not only to kind of um, test the water temperature so to speak to see what what's being talked about but also to measure um, how our clients are being talked about and yeah, I want to point this out too. Meltwater is not 
it's not a tool to um, try to shield you from negativity because one of the things no, we like no. to do with our clients is establish them as thought leaders in the space. And when we, anytime that we can do that, we want to be able to report back to the client and say, hey, you know, so-and-so ran the story about you. Uh, this is what they said. Um, there's some really great things here. Uh, and, and so we can kind of use it to do both, both crisis and thought leadership. Well, and it's the kind of thing where you can set your search terms so you can kind of um, keep mm -hmm. ahead of, of some potential trouble spots. So you can say client name. And then if I see the search term that could be problematic, like client name COVID, well, I need to know what's being said about client name COVID. Exactly. Um, you know, it could be just about anything, but this is a serious brand protection tool where you can say, you know, if I see momentum behind these search terms, I know there's something that I had better pay attention to and check into and see, uh, you know, is this inaccurate media coverage? Is it somebody in the media we haven't talked to before? Is it a, a storm brewing on social media that we need mm -hmm. to maybe potentially jump into or see if we can activate some of our advocates? Um, you know, there's so Meltwater looks at this over the entire media landscape, like you said, TV, radio, print, um, online, social media, all the, the channels of social media. So if you have an idea of, again, from brand protection planning, here are the things that I think are, you know, a, would be a potential trouble spot for me. You can set up a search term to know if potential trouble spot is coming on the horizon and you can do something about it before it turns into a major issue. And not surprisingly, as we, you know, navigated the waters of the closures and the uncertainties leading to reopening, COVID-19 was always at the forefront of if this client is going to be mentioned, COVID-19 is probably going to be mentioned as well. So, you know, what are the things that are being discussed about COVID-19 and, and um, potentially other businesses occupying that space? And how can we craft our message for this particular client so that when they are mentioned in the same conversation of COVID-19, it's not a negative conversation, but a positive conversation. And this particular client, uh, we were able to work through that so that the, the messaging we were putting out there was, you know, how are we responding to COVID-19? Earlier, you pointed out, um, you know, what are we doing to keep guests safe and what are we doing to keep um, our team staff safe. and steam, uh, team members safe? Exactly. So it's these types of things that you can be on the lookout for so they can almost help you craft your message to get out what you want to be occupying that space, especially as your name's being mentioned. Well, and then the coolest thing, or one of the coolest things about Meltwater, because there's a number, um, is when we were done with this wonderful grand reopening that they had a few weeks ago, it was click, click to deliver a report saying, here's everywhere that you were mentioned, mm -hmm. every time you were mentioned, here are the impressions, the number of people who you know, were exposed to your message. Here is um, share of voice in comparison to other similar businesses. So you know, we can parse this out and it's you know, clickety click and they've got a, a, just a really, really, really nice report to be able to, to look at. And it, it you know, helps the client feel really good about their ROI on um, brand protection and public relations and the services that 
you know, that we're really working for them. And it makes them feel like we're as much a part of their team, you know, as their team members. And that's, that's something that we always strive for because a, a number of our clients, Sarah, you would know more than me because you've been with the company a lot longer than me, but we have really great relationships with them. And yeah. Diane will tell you too, that when, when you sign us on um, to be, to work with you, um, it, it's a partnership mm-hmm. and we really care about what we're doing. And as long as it's in the best interest of you and us, and we can reciprocate that relationship, uh, we're going to do really great things. And, you know, this was this particular example. Um, it, I remember after the grand reopening, um, you and I having a conversation, Sarah, and I was like, wow, <laughs> it was a crazy couple of days, but yeah. we got so much done for these guys. And, you know, even though we were tired and uh, hungry and thirsty and all of these <laughs> things, woe is me, woe is me, right? right. Um, th- there's a sense of pride in everything that we did. And um, it, it was Well, there was, was a sense of pride of. in reporting those numbers. Do you remember what those were? Do you have those? Like these were, so- we had, I, I'm because I'm going to give you a minute. I want you to dig those up. We okay. <laughs> had eye-wateringly big numbers in social media. So, um, you know, followers gained, impressions, reach, engagement, all of these, um, you know, factors that we really like to see when, when we're working on um, social media. So we were able to quantify all of that and provide a, just an eye-popping report on social media and then building on all of that, you know, and all of the work that that's this client did and that we did on behalf of this client um, leading up to this reopen. Good golly, the numbers that, that um, you know, as, as Diane said, um, cause it was a rather small geographic area. She's like, you wouldn't think there was anybody but this client. Yeah, no kidding. In that, in that <laughs> geographic area. There were like a dozen other similar businesses, but that client was the almost the only one mentioned. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, so across social media, um, all the posts, at least all together leading up to reopening, it was 410,000 impressions, which is pretty mind-blowing, um, and 42,000 engagements. That's, that's also pretty staggering. And reopening day alone... Um, between all of the outlets that, you know, we, we worked with this client to get up there and welcome them into this space, uh, 15 and a half million digital impressions. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's pretty wild. Uh, and a close to a million broadcast impressions. It was, uh, it was three quarters of a million broadcast impressions. So. On a Wednesday in the uh, middle of the week. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> how many hits do you, do you have right in front of you? How many hits? How many? Uh, not off the top of my head. I don't have it in front of me, but it, it was 40 it was like, and change. Good golly. 40 mentions <laughs> in media. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad for a day's work. Not bad. <laughs> Actually, it was, work. it was a lot of days work. That was, it was a lot. Like yeah. That was a number plus of days. months work. <laughs> right. But, Go ahead. Yeah, sure. Just to finish my thought. When you see that and when we see that, it, it's just a great sense of, you know, everything that we have worked toward to help this client uh, has paid off. And that, you know, when, when you're working with us, it's a genuine feeling of, you know, we did it and we're going to keep doing it. 
and we're going to do it better next time. I don't know how we're going to do it better next time, but <laughs> we're yeah. going to do it better next time. And that's, that's the reciprocating relationship we have with our clients. And I think, you know, through our brand protection tool and how we look at things through the lens of being former journalists, it really, you know, sets us apart when we're working with clients and, and working to meet their needs and goals. Right. So to recap this special <laughs> Friday, the July 3rd, Independence Day. Here's what we ought to do, Jordan. This is independence from worrying about your business. Right? <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. That was some of my best work. Uh, but, you know, to get started on brand protection, what I want you to do is download the brand protection tool one sheet. And that's going to get you started thinking about, hmm, you know, what is likely to affect my business? What is maybe less likely, but more disruptive? Because that's, that's what we're talking about here. Nobody right. in the world would have said in January, hey, I'll bet we ought to plan for a complete three-month shutdown of our business. And yet here we are. Right. So the brand protection tool one sheet is going to help you get started thinking through what are the most likely things that I need to plan for? And what are those like kind of out there, but you know what, boy, I better have a plan for that building burns down. You know, I don't know what it might be for your business, but, but you know, those, those weird things that keep you up at night, um, that's what's going to help get you started there. So we have talked about our friends, Sprout Social. We've talked about our friends, uh, Presley, and we have talked about our friends, Meltwater. So these are these uh, incredible, really, really powerful tools that we love to use that we have fully integrated into our um, insider media relations and brand protection process, crisis planning process. Um, and so do you have questions? Does anybody have questions? Do you wonder? I do how not that's... have questions. <laughs> you don't have a question, but somebody's got a question. So we want to hear it. Um, I want you to drop us a note in social media, send us an email, um, and then let us know if there are other topics that you would like us to take on on a Friday when we're feeling very honest and straightforward and punchy. And uh, we would love to talk about it. But do you think we've moved the stairs, Jordan? I think we moved the stairs and then some uh, for this client during this time period. And that's what we do at MNC. We move the stairs. If, uh, you know, I think in layman's terms, if life gives you lemons, you make lemonade. Right. Right. Well, with us, we move the stairs. And, you know, you can watch that video also on our uh, blog and our YouTube channel. Maybe you're watching this video on our YouTube channel. Now you can go back and watch that with Diane. That's a pretty compelling story about why moving the stairs and that simple action of moving the stairs uh, helped her in a situation years ago and has evolved into the mantra for our company. Happy 4th of July. Happy 4th of July, everyone. We hope you have a great weekend and uh, feel free to drop us a line. Take care.